Welcome to Leverage Masters, airing weekly on Tuesdays at 12 Eastern and on demand on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Leverage Masters hosts Jack Humphrey and Gina Gaudio-Graves discuss leverage strategy with guest leveragists. Be sure to subscribe to Leverage Masters in your favorite podcatcher for great tips and case studies on using leverage to achieve your biggest goals much faster. Well, welcome everyone to an episode of Leverage Masters. I'm your co-host, Gina gaudio Chase, and along with Jack Humphrey, we are the founders of TheLeverages.com and Divizio.com. Carlos Cicada in the house. How's everybody going? <laughs> we are doing well, Carlos. And you know, I wish I could tell you that we had a little bio we could read for you, but we don't. So why don't you no, tell no. our guests a little bit, or our guests, our listeners, a little bit more about who you are and what you're all about? No, no worries. So first of all, thanks for having me here. You know, um, and I'm just um, very happy to be here. I was just done with another podcast that I was being interviewed on, and I am just out there, man. A man on a mission, as Tony Robbins likes to say, he calls me the Latino Tony Robbins. He says that I finally met. Somebody in the planet that can give me a run for my money. And this guy is in the building, Carlos Cicada, known as Carlos Inspire on Instagram. I have a lot of followers there from all around the world. I'm just on a huge mission uh, to be behind big influencers, you know, literally helping influencers that have millions of followers and helping them keep pushing, taking to the next level. I'm all about serving, contributing, and giving. You know what I mean? As one, grew up in Brazil very poor one thing that i always say you know from a very young age life is about contribution not acquisition and the day that people separate and they become detached from everything that's when the magic happens the day that you start focusing on the mission not on the commission that's when you that's why you're going to keep getting called if you are a speaker or a coach or a consultant and, and, or a service provider, and, and you wanted your message to be heard, and you wanted to be called to be on radio shows and on podcasts and on TV shows, as I do all around the world, you, you operate every single day on this mission mode, on a, as I call the must mode. And that's how they know me as Carlos Cicada, know as, know as Carlos Inspire. People call me um, the mentor of the highest paid coaches and consultants and speakers of the world, but I'm just a man on a mission to help humanity and mankind feeding more kids against hunger around the world, helping rescue kids from sex trafficking, and I'm involved in so many different projects, constantly raising the standard. Um, I'm giving back on my free time, stick with soldiers. They come from war. They're suicidal, and I love helping them out and giving them back. And that was just, you know, that's why Tony calls me. I'm very intense at what I do. I'm, you know, not from this planet, but thanks for having me here. As Jack and I like to say, Carlos, Serve and strategically monetize. Don't just go sell a bunch of stuff. It's all about yes. the serving. Yes, that's like so many speakers. Now, they, they go on a stage or you go to this multi-platform speaking gig and it's all them there. And they all there looking at the crowd. Oh, a 1,000 people in this building, 10,000 people here. If I get 10%... It's either a hundred or a thousand, and I'm gonna make a million dollars or seven hundred grand. I was like, "Are you kidding me? How about how can I serve every single person in the damn building? How can I serve one hundred percent of them and give all I got? 
You know what I mean? Because you never know who is listening to us right now. You never know somebody's there right now that cannot afford us, but because we dropped the golden nuggets. We taught them what are we doing right now to make money, to monetize, to help others, and maybe that's what they needed to hear at this moment. That one golden nugget that can save the entire life, that, that can save them from pulling that trigger, that can save them from jumping that building. And that's how I look at it. When I go somewhere to serve, I don't care what it is, whether it's in a radio show, TV show, podcast, I stage with 1,000 people, 10 people, 100,000 people, I'm, and I'm there to serve every single one. And I'm not there to sell. I'm there. I tell them, you know, instead of you, you serve them, you don't pitch them. You know what I mean? It's something that I always talk about. And I've been operating on the serving mode. And if we have time over here, I will tell you guys a story about my father when it comes down to contributing. I'll probably save there for the end some deep stuff that, you know what I mean, that, that we should all be focusing on more often. Yeah. Hi, Carl. It's Jack. <laughs> I had a little bit of a technical <laughs> difficulty getting in, but I, I have – I am feeling the energy, and I just wanted to – something always happens every week. Uh, before a guest comes on, uh, something happens that contributes to uh, the show, and I never know what it is until the guest comes and you start talking. And the one thing that I, I uh, must have needed to know before this show started today, before I met you um, – was something to do with a, a book, uh, Mark Gober's book. We just uh, interviewed him last week or the week before last. Um, and uh, and he had a really interesting book, and it was related to energy. Um, uh, it's related to an awful lot of stuff, consciousness, energy, and things like that. And then um, you know, it's also tied to a meme, something that um, Lewis Howes has going around, where he's standing in front of a really, really expensive car, in front of a really, really big mansion. And I knew something was up because I know Lewis Howes and I know he's not, you know, going to stand there and say, this could all be yours and this is the meaning of life. He did that so he could get everybody's attention who's kind of off in their thinking, thinking, I, I want the big house and the cars and the 10% of this crowd and I want all that stuff because that's what life's about. That's what will fulfill me. That's what will make me happy. And he quickly turned it around to what you're talking about. I can already tell what you're all about is uh, that's not really what makes you happy. Of course, everybody hears that. Everybody knows that. But I think what's, what I'm starting to realize when I hear your voice and when I hear your energy and people like you come on the show, and it's certainly if Tony Robbins says you're giving him a run for his money, I know exactly what kind of energy level we're talking about here. And it's way, <laughs> way up there. The secret, is, the secret is also the secret. The secret to having that big fulfilling life and making that money is tapping into that energy and making people, you know, feel good, making people happy, helping people because that energy that you get back and you must give a lot of people a lot of help because I know that's what powers guys like you now. I now finally get it. I get, it's not money. Of course I would never accuse you of that anyway, but it's not money and it's not, it's not superfluous stuff. It's not stupid exterior stuff it's really the energy you get back from helping people that you turn around and unleash on the next person on the next crowd on the next thing am, am i getting close to what what really drives guys like you yeah man you're like on point jack you know what i mean you, as you're telling this uh, you make me think about my grandma man uh she passed away last year and uh, one of the greatest advice you know i grew up in brazil i was very poor you know a lot of bad things happened to me as a child and, you know, my grandma always tell me, you know, son, always know how to come back 
to someone's home where their arms is going to be right open to give you a hug, where you're always going to have a sofa to stay. Always treat others how you wish to be treated. And the energy that you put out in this world is going to be the reflection that's going to come right back at you. And I was just tired, Jack, you know what I mean, seeing all that poverty. You know what I mean? As a seven-year-old child, I didn't want it to live anymore, brother. You know what I mean? A lot of bad things were happening to me. Half of the week I was being mentally abused. The other half I was being physically abused. It got to a point where I was about to end my life. I'll save that story for another time, you know what I mean? Um, for all your audience, they can read it on my book. I, I wrote a very inspirational book, $1 on Amazon. You know, like I, like I say, like, like you told me, because I'm not in here for the money. I'm here to, I tell people, if you're going to write a book, write a legacy book. So that when you are dead, you're gonna, it's going to help millions of people during their lifetime. As, as Napoleon did, as, you know, Stephen uh, Colby did, as all their predecessors, as they've done it. You know what I mean? And because I don't want it to live, man, I got to that lower point in my life for all the things that were happening in my environment. But I tell you one thing about right before I stabbed myself, I heard something. And as I talk about that from stage, I call that the whispers from God. And he spoke with me and he said, you know what, kid? I know it sucks. I know you lost your father in a car explosion when you were a baby. I know that you were, you've been through hell. And sometimes you don't have enough food. And you've seen all these people dying on the streets of Brazil. But you know what? Somebody else, somebody else out there still have worse than you. And if you focus on making your future is not going to equal your past unless if you keep carrying on those stories with you. Just draw a line today and just keep pushing every single day to do more for everyone around you than anybody else has ever done for themselves. And you will shift your mind. You will shift your focus. Focusing on contributing, not acquiring. Focusing on serving, on giving. On every time that you're in your head, when you, you're thinking about the lack of food, or the, you, you don't have a toy, and you see all those kids with the toy, your house is all beat up, and that is holes and, and leaks. So when it's raining all the time and it's coming in the house, shift it. Shift it and go, go help someone else in, in even a different need than what you have. Somebody that doesn't have a roof, Somebody that only have, you have rice at least for two, three weeks in a row. And all the kids out there in the world, they don't even have the rice to eat. And from that moment on, brother, I just made a promise to myself that from every single day, for the rest of my entire life, I will do whatever it takes, as long as it's with integrity. And I'm just going to have faith in myself that I can do anything I want to set, that I was going to leave Brazil. I was going to leave the, that, those poor neighborhoods. I was going to, one day, I was going to be behind the most influential people in the planet, governmental people, athletes and celebrities. I don't care who they were. Because in my mind, as a little kid, I never understood how come people have so much money and, and, they, and they don't go and they don't serve when it's in serving, in giving, in contributing, we get the most of drive. And in my mind, I was like, why they don't show up in Brazil, in Africa, in Mexico, in India, in China, in all the, the, the below third, uh, third world countries, below poverty level lines, Uganda, Nigeria, to help out? Why? In my little kid mind, and my grandma's like, maybe they don't speak Portuguese, son. <laughs> you know, she'll break my pattern. I'm like, okay, I guess breaking a pattern is a thing. So I start to break in my own patterns where I will learn how to do sound. So instead of me going to a a suicidal mode, a depression mode, I learned sounds. I would start talking like, <laughs> like Donald Duck. And then I start whistling, <laughs> and I start talking like Axl Rose from Guns N' Roses. Or, you know, I used to imitate a bunch of musicians that I like, 
in rock, I love rock and roll, and then I would break my pattern, and I would make my mama and my grandma would make rice. I would have them make more rice, and I would take the rice to the street, and I would tell my friends that were very poor, they didn't even have rice at times. Come on, guys, come over here, let's all eat together. And they were very poor, I man. They went to extreme abuse, violent. They lost, you know, their parents' murders and deep stuff. And I would just at that moment, I'll have them close their eyes, and everybody has a little spoon, you know, one of those plastic ones, and we all eating their rice. And I tell them, close your eyes, and you imagine that nice piece of steak right now coming in your mouth, salivating with that meat. Right there, like in the, in the rich people's restaurants, just like them. Imagine that you are there right now eating that, and imagine your favorite cartoon character over here saying, <laughs> and then I would see the entire physiology <laughs> change, bro, right in front of me. And then I get the tears, man, right now, as my daughter say, the tears of happiness, because that stuff right there, bro, it keeps me humble, it keeps me hungry, it keeps me on point, because I bring myself back to those times where, and I saw that joy, and how little you can bring joy to somebody on a plate of rice. And I told my grandma before she died last year that one day, grandma, you watch me. I will be in Hollywood and I'll be inspired those celebrities. They have so much money and they want to kill themselves and I'm going to fire them up and I'm going to bring them back and I'm going to inspire them, bro. And now I'm in a position where I do that and I was able to fulfill that dream as my grandma was alive. As they put me on a magazine in L.A. about a year ago, right before she died, and I told her, here, grandma, the photo that I'm going to use it. And it's a photo of her holding me as a baby in her hand. I was the biggest baby in the jungle, bro. I was 14 <laughs> when I was wow. a freaking T-Rex. And I had that photo, me and my grandma there, you know what I mean? And she like, you had one son of a gun. The last time her and I spoke was for a whole hour, her, me, and my, and my daughter. My daughter was sick at the time. If you think I am crazy, my daughter gets invited to speak on all the shows that I speak. She is something else. She is a mixture of Tony Robbins, Napoleon Hill, Liz Brown, Jesus Christ, and me in a little girl. You know, she is oh, something wow. else. Yeah, but that's another story Man, that's for another a, day, too. You know what that's I mean? so a hell of a lot of things to hold in a little container like that. <laughs> yes, my friend. You know what I mean, brother? So that's the stuff, man, that, that fires me up, bro. It's the little things. You know what I mean? People, they might see it, right? Me on stage with Tony or me on, a, on taking photos with all these celebrities and billionaires coming to me for help and this and that. Yeah, but they don't see the 30 years of hard work, of the no's, the rejection, the, 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 the abuse, the tormenting. You know what I mean? It's just like my mother, they call her the black widow. You know what I mean? My stepfather was murdered. So it's so much, you know what I mean? And I tell people in life, you know, when I travel around the world and whether I'm speaking in a school or in a prison, you, gotta, you have to fail more often. You need to fail forward. You need to fail faster. You need to go through the shit so you feel like what it is. Not having the food, you know, losing a business, starting again, you know what I mean? Having all the money. Because when I did have all the money in the world, bro, I almost lost the love of my life. And that's another mm. crazy story. You know what I mean? But yeah. so I tell people all the time, money is not going to bring it to you. What happens when you have all the money in the world and your child have a problem that the doctors cannot fix it? And you go to 20 doctors and you spend over 100 grand and you know all the stupid celebrities and these politicians and you know all these people and nothing can do the job. What do you do then when you have the, the, you know, the connections and the money, but it doesn't solve a healthy problem? When your wife is into the, such a depressed point because your daughter and your wife doesn't sleep for years and nobody can fix the problem. And I almost lost them, bro. 
and, and I had all the money in the world. I had all the cars, the houses, the jets, all of that. For what? You know what I mean? Somebody that came here yeah. from this country with nothing. I came here with $800 in my pocket, and I built an empire, but and then for what? Because when I have all that money, it became all about significance and power, and I forget where I came from. And that's what happened. Yeah. The day that you forget what you come from, as fast as God gives it to you, but I don't care how skilled you are, how great you are, how many languages you speak, how many thousands of people you train to do sales and marketing, whatever the heck you call it, I, don't, I, I'm, I will take it all from you, just like that, with a snap of a finger. And that's what happened to me, brother. I lost, you know what I mean? I had to put myself back in that environment where I had to quit my job. I let it go money, power, significance, so I could stay home. So I could learn how to become a doctor. So I could learn how to become a coach. So I could learn how to become a therapist for my wife to attempt to save her life. As I tell people all around the world, man, I had the rest of my life to make money, but I don't have the rest of my life to save her life. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, it, it, it's like, so, yeah, my brother, my energy <laughs> comes from a lot of uh, You know what I mean? Man, yeah, and so, hey, I'm just trying to keep up with you. And you're lifting me up. You're you're giving me an awful lot of energy to do so, you know, because, I mean, I feel like I just had a cup of coffee uh, just listening to you. And that's good. That's what you do. And and I like what you said among the millions of things, but, like, this thing was the big thing that stuck out, which was what I came from. When you said, you said where I come from a little bit, but you but you also said something that stuck out to me, what I came from, because it's, it's not just a where, it's not just a locality that we have, but a, yeah. but a, it's a what, it's, a, it's an energy. And when you became separated from that energy that got you where you were with all the money and all the success is when things started going wrong. And when you decided to go back to what you came from, things started going right. And there's a, there's a pattern here, I think, for everybody uh, to learn from, and that is because people who listen to the show a lot are starting to hear the same kinds of things from people with radically different backgrounds and radically different focuses and expertise and everything else. None of that matters, and none of that really syncs up on paper. It's like, why is there some thread of truth that goes through every single person that comes through Leverage Masters podcast and talks to us? And I'll tell you, that thread is energy. That thread is flow. And I think that once we accumulate a bunch of stuff, because I did the same thing, I accumulated a bunch of stuff and, and money and all that kind of, and, and I stopped the flow. I'm like, I'm here now. I'm there. I worked my ass off to get here for a long, long time, sacrificed a lot, and I'm, I'm going to slow down now. And what happened was I stopped flowing. I stopped giving as much. I stopped letting things I started to hold on to things and cling to things. And that's like stopping up a toilet. That's like stopping up a pipe. You know, it, it stopped the flow. And then all the good stuff that was happening for me started to go away. And I couldn't figure out why. And then I started blaming myself. I can't hold on to money. I can't do all this stuff. I, you know, and I, I started going down the wrong way to fix it. And you already know what I'm getting ready to say and what I'm saying now <laughs> because you help people with this all the time. If you stop the flow... If you become wealthy or you, you get comfortable or whatever, I think probably the biggest thing that ever hurts a human being more than anything else is getting comfortable. Like yeah. you said earlier, 
when, you know, you talked about it as well. It's the, we're not supposed to be comfortable all the time. It's great to have a vacation. It's great to, you know, have a couple of things, have a roof over your head. But I always picture myself now as this, this nomad that has very, very few things, things, you know, stuff. And, and a, a bank account that flows, that money flows through, that doesn't just sit there and stagnate. It's going to people. It's going to places and helping people and doing things. And guess what? Money comes right back in to replace what was there and more. But it all starts to go away when you start to hold on to things because we cannot hold on to anything. Every single thing we know turns to dust. Every literal thing is going to be dust. Everything we have, everything we're... And we, if we don't flow, we don't go. Is that kind of yeah. close to what you're getting at? <laughs> yes, sir, man. You know what I mean? Like, uh, we always talk about this on the stage. When we come here with nothing, and uh, we don't live with nothing, you know, it's just, it, it's just, it's crazy, my friend. <laughs> Jesus. As, even as I talk, man, you know, it's like, it's not even me, man. It's the Holy Spirit that just comes through me, and then I start talking. And, you know, I even reflect on my stuff, you know what I mean? It's just, because it's so true, man. You know, I remember many times, you know, building something big and losing again and then getting back up and losing and getting back up. And then when you do hit it, and then, you know, it's just like, and it happens to so many of us. It's like I tell people all the time, the more that you know and the more wealthy that you acquire, the more fucked up we become. You know what I mean? It's like, and then until you see it and you just become real with yourself and you go deep for once in your life versus looking from the outside, Oh, but Carlos, that celebrity just bought a house for $50 million and now he's only $35 million, And I have 30 bedrooms and, and, and 37 bathrooms. I, don't, I, I still don't understand why you have more goddamn bathrooms than bedrooms. And then they lose the fulfillment of life, right? And then they lose the sense of living in this and that. It's because they are comparing themselves with everyone else. And, and, you know what I mean? It's, it is like, it, it drives me crazy because it's like you have all this wealth, you build all this, and I was like, you can do so much more. We all have so much more within ourselves, you know what I mean? That's like we barely tap into 20% of our mind capacities. And, and it's, you know, and like as I always say, man, it's like until kids are still dying out there out of hunger, are being kidnapped, you know, the, the training never stops, man. You know, Tony calls can I, right, can, uh, constant and never-end improvement. I call Kenyos constant and never-end improvement on steroids. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I, you know what I mean? So it's because, you know, it, it doesn't stop. And because the moment, that's what this stuff is. So many entrepreneurs around the world that I talk to, and they're like, I got to struggle sometimes, Carlos. This shit drives me. I need this in my life. You know what I mean? I get, you know what I mean? And I love it when you know, they tell me those things. And then it's like, because, you know, we all do. We all love challenges. If things are the same, if you can predict every time you, you're going to, you know, go talk to a corporation, you're going to go speak on their stage, you're going to go, you know, you, you're gonna, if you're going to predict, imagine if this would be like orchestrated, if you and I would be reading a script here, you know what I mean? It's like, what is the flow of it? You know what I mean? It's like, if you can predict the outcome every time, how your spouse is going to react and all this, no. And that's why you have to spice things up all the time. That's why you have to do. And one thing that I always say, for you guys listening to me here right now, you write this. You know what I mean? Like the secret to success is playing all out every single day and constantly setting goals above and beyond the comfort zone and making sure that whatever you are doing today, tomorrow, and day, day, day after is that you are doing what others don't do, can't do, and will not think of doing. That's what's going to take. 
very few people is willing to do that. And that's the theme of success. It's to making sure that those goals are above and beyond the comfort zone. It's to making sure that you are mastering self-talk. First of all, with yourself. Because if you don't master yourself, how can you master helping others? But once you master that self-talk, having those better conversations with yourself, now you can have better conversations with the world. And third, you got to celebrate everything. The small wins, the big ones. You know, not only the big ones, like, you know, the gigantic ones. Oh, yeah, you spoke and you made a million dollars. And you spoke and you make, you know, 10000 Great. You celebrate both of them the same way. You know what I mean? Or you spoke at a prison and you spoke at a school for free. Celebrate. You help all of them. You know what I mean? It's like you got to celebrate everything. Oh, you took your child two days and she got, you know, third place, but she gave it all she got. Great. Celebrate. You know what I mean? You took your wife to a salsa dance and you spice things up in, in the relationship. Celebrate. You know what I mean, bro? It's like you got to celebrate everything. Because one thing I always say, brother, you, you got to live as you have one less day, not one more. And I know, bro, if I die tomorrow, we will take this conversation here to the grave. We will take this conversation here. It's going to serve so many people out there. And I know that I gave all I got and I didn't hold back. And that's what I tell people. Don't hold back. What does it mean to work like an immigrant? <laughs> work like an immigrant, man. It took me 30 years, man, to journal about this book. You know what I mean? I mean, in, in, the, in the, the subtitle explains everything about this book, which is basically... You know, it's to unlock, right, your potential. It's to train through fulfillment and to build your legacy today. But the reason why I wrote this book, Work Like an Immigrant, so that other people, they don't have to work like an immigrant, so that they can just work strategically. They can, you know, follow my strategies and the systems that I put in place and my methods and the things that I teach. Just follow them and play all out. As I just finished describing, like, keep doing what others don't do, can do, and will not think of doing. Keep separating yourself from all outcomes. Detach yourself from everything. Go into every single transaction, speech, with no strings attached. Go there with the, with the intention of serving, of giving, of contributing, of adding more value to them than anyone else has ever added to your entire life, independent that you're going to get zero, one, ten, a thousand, a million dollars from that client. You are there to serve them, to contribute, and to help others. And just to, and playing all out every single day and serving and helping humankind. You know what I mean? So it encompasses so many different areas, bro, in this book. I try to bring in so many different stories and different points so that people can live an extraordinary quality of their life, not only for their business, but for themselves. Make sure they're paying attention to every sphere, you know, their health, their business, their faith, their family. Because you and I know once we get all the money, you know what I mean, it's not going to bring it. And, and most people, they forget about that, and they forget about to work on the other spheres of their life. And now, you know, I mean, it's almost like you, you have this nice car, but if the wheels are not flowing, then, you know what I mean, you're not going to get to the end destination. You're not going yeah. to end to experience that true fulfillment that everybody seeks. You know what I mean? Everybody want to get there so fast, but nobody's willing to put in the work. So you don't have to work like an immigrant, but you, you know what I mean? On the book, I teach you how not to, you know, putting right strategies right systems in place, right mindset, you know what I mean? Just following the stuff that I teach that. And like I say, when I wrote this book, was as a legacy piece, it's not one of those free sheep and handling type of books. Right now I put it for a dollar on Kindle because I know a lot of people, third world, they cannot afford it. So I want to have them to have it. You know what I mean? And I have a lot of people to have it. You know what I mean? Access to this book. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that they can read it. It's a legacy piece. If I die, it's just follow the strategies there. 
and then that you will 10x, you know what I mean, so many areas of your entire life. You know what I mean? It's just like it's a yeah. lot of wisdom there. And, um, yeah, it's a long, it's a long well, answer. But... No, I, I, I was just thinking while you're talking about our previous uh, discussion about about comfort and about the need, the obvious need that everybody has and that some people go and chase with a big grin on their face, like I believe you do, challenge, challenges. And I, and I think too many people in, the, in our culture, too many people think that the challenge is something to get through, to suffer through, so that you can have whatever's at the other end. And I think what life's actually trying to tell us, and I think what you're trying to tell us, is that the challenge itself is where it's at. Like, you're there when you're in the moment of the challenge, and the rewards are cool. It's not like they're not worth it, or you should just throw your trophies away and, you know, <laughs> and, and pretend like you never enjoy anything in life. But, but they have their place, and I think a lot of people just suffer through the challenges and often fail because that doesn't have any passion to it, right? You can't sustain yeah. a long challenge if you don't have the energy for it, really. And you know you're just doing it because it's a stepping stone. And I think that's where most people fail, right? Yeah, no, it's so true, man. As you are talking about this, it makes me think about something that I always do. I love uh, dancing. And then, uh, because, you know, there's no way that you can dance, sing, meditate, or pray and being upset or suicidal in a mode. Yeah. So one thing that I always say, Brother Jack, is that you have to dance, learn how to dance with your challenges. You've got to learn how to dance with your fears. You have to learn how to dance with your anxiety, with your anger, with your hate, or whatever is that thing that's holding you back, learn how to dance through that thing. And if somebody's listening to me right now here, and if you think you are in hell, you know what I mean? Let me tell you something. I've been down there. And I feel your pain because I will never take you to a place that I haven't been. I will never give you an advice that I haven't went through hell. And one thing that I always say, just climb yourself out of there one inch at a time, one dance at a time, dancing with those challenges. And when you see the devil, you stab that bastard in the back. And you keep climbing one inch at a time out of hell. And I guarantee you, you will get to your end result much more fulfilled than not playing all out every single day, being afraid of the unknown, not embracing the suck, not embracing the challenges, not embracing that, oh, I'm going to wait, you know, for this. I'm going to wait until I graduate school before I start my business. Why not go become an intern right now on your year one? You know what I mean? So that you can know if yeah. that's what you wanted to do. You know what I mean? Why not go for that dream? You are young. You know what I mean? If you have a dream, it's better that you fail right now and, and you suck at it. Then at least you know, I went for it, I tried it, and I suck, and this is not for me. So you can move on and go to the next thing. You can move on and go to the next thing. There's always speaking and, and consulting and mentoring career. It didn't start until a couple of years ago. Until I, like I told you, until I saw my wife on that state of mind to the point where she tells me, I don't feel like living anymore. I just wish that God would take me. What do you do mm. when you come home and you see your wife crying on the floor, on that state of mind, and you have the millions, you have the connections, you have everything, but there's no money in the world can solve the healthy problem that your daughter's going through. And that's the situation that I was in. And I told her, would you like to go see a coach? Would you like to go see a therapist? Would you like to go see a doctor? Would you like to go see anyone? And she tells me, no, babe. Nobody can help us. We already went through so much thing. I don't want it to be a burden in your life anymore. You are out there helping so many people around the world. 
all those children, all these wealthy people, all these things that you do, I just don't want to be one more burden in your life. And I was just mm. like in tears, bro. You know what I mean? It brought me right back yeah. to that kitchen when I was seven years old holding that knife. And I was just crying, like asking myself, as, I'm, as if God, you know, whispered to me again, what are you doing with your life, kid? And at that point, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's why I decided to quit everything and to let it go, everything. Like I told my wife and I told Tony Robbins, I got good news and bad news. I quit my job. I'll stay home. I'll become a doctor. I'll become your therapist. I'll become your coach. I'll cook for you all night. I'll clean the house for you. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll become three times better than goddamn Tony freaking Robbins if I have to. But I will save your life, and that is a promise. I told that to my wife and to Tony Robbins in a building with a few thousand people there. Tony was crying on the stage, bawling like, holy shit, who are you? You know, and then, <laughs> and then, and then that's why him and I became friends. And then he invited me to spoke at this stage. And he tells me all the crazy compliments that he tells me. This guy over here, is, <laughs> you guys got to watch for this guy. And um, you know what I mean? But you know what I mean? But it's just like, but again, it's all because right back to the point that we are talking here, right? I master how to dance with those challenges. To the anxiety, to yeah. the fear, to the unknown. I didn't know if I was going to be able to help her. I figured, okay, I, I'm a, I'm, I work for corporate America. I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm a trainer. I teach people marketing and sales, and, and I do that for telecommunication companies, and I help them make billions of dollars and all that stuff. But I ain't no therapist or coach or doctor or speaker, none of that. But I figure yeah. if I learn it, I can learn it. If I go in a must mode, if I just embrace that, no, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Because if my wife, though, if she would kill herself, I would kill myself out of remorse for not being there for her. And every single yeah. thing that I did up to that point wouldn't mean shit. You know what I mean? Nothing. Yeah. What my father done, my grandma, my grandpa, all the people that I helped wouldn't mean nothing. For what? Because of money and power and significance? That doesn't bring you happiness. We are, what we right. are seeking is after that. That is just a vehicle. Yeah, it's cool to have a nice house and, and to have a plane and to have this and to go on vacation. It's cool, but it doesn't last. It's not lasting change. It's not going to bring you the juice. The juice is like this. It's going through it every day, you know, having obstacles. You know what I mean? And that's why when I, I, I met people, tell me about your biggest, most burn unanswered challenge. I want to hear that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I know that they don't want me. That's the stuff that fires me up. You know what I mean? I like to go into things like I got a call last night. Hey, you want to be on a radio show? And I'm like, hell yeah, tell me about them. Great. I want to add value to their tribe. Let's go. You know what I mean? It's, just, it's like, you know, I, you know, I just like whatever it takes. And I was like, okay, hold on. I have a, a, somebody's going to interview me at 8. That's supposed to end at 9. But I can, I can tell them, let's end this a little bit earlier so that I can be ready for the radio show at 9. And then I have another <laughs> call coming up at 10. You know what I mean? It's like, I will make yeah. it happen. You know what I mean? It's like, you're, yeah, you're in the flow. You are happy. That's what that's what happens, and I don't get I don't get upset anymore because I've had family members give up, you know, and I've had that experience. I've had to watch that people you love just go, you the light goes out of their eyes, and I think this also happens to old people because, especially in countries where retirement means you just sit on your ass and don't yep. do anything anymore. You've worked really hard all your life, and you sit on your ass, and you don't when. When you're no longer useful, I think life has no more use for you. I just made that up, and I think that might be in a book or something someday. <laughs> but that's beautiful. Write that one. If, that, if, that's a good quote, by the way. <laughs> you're gonna internalize if, that quote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Well, and of course, just like you were talking about the Holy Spirit, I mean, we all channel things. When we're in the flow, you're clearly in the flow. Your wife got knocked out. You know, stuff happens to our dearly beloveds that knocks them out of the flow. And they yeah. and they look at the stream of life going by. They see you as a giant ball of energy. And they are so far from that. They are as far away. They're like Pluto from the sun. And you're the sun, and they're like, I've got to get back there. They want me to come join them back there where all the action's happening, and, and everybody's really full of energy. And, there's yeah, there's a lot of struggle and everything else, but they're all thriving. And I'm way out here. I'm Pluto. I feel as much compassion and empathy with people like that now that I understand what's happening. When, the, when that happens, as, as I've ever felt in my life for anything, because they're just, they got knocked out. Things happen in life yeah. that really knock <laughs> us out of the flow. And it, it is, I've been knocked out. I'm talking by, from both sides because I know what it's like to claw your way back, and you have to really, 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 really fight to get back because you have to jump <laughs> back in that flow and you have no energy. You're depressed. You've been there. You know. You, you're just, you knocked out. And I think one of the reasons people like you are so on fire when you come back is because you can compare the two worlds. You've been there. You know what it's like. And you don't want to go back. <laughs> and you know that the source and the essence of life is struggle, is challenge. It's all part of it. And that's the flow. And life has a use for you. You have a long life ahead of you if you're always useful, if you're always being, if you're always serving and you're always doing and you're always being. It's not really those accomplishments you talked about earlier, just the accomplishments, right? It's the. It's not really what you accomplish. It's what you be. It's how you are. Yeah. That's a legacy, too. They're always going to talk about you like that. Man, he was this, he was that. They will hardly yeah. ever start off with your list of accomplishments, your trophies, your awards. They won't ever start with that. They're going to start with your heart and the, and the way wow. that you affected them and everyone around you, right? It's so true, man. I always say, man, you have to laugh, you know, so you don't cry. You know, I mean, my grandma used to do that, you know. My grandpa would come home, you know. He was uh, the police and the military. He would come home drunk at night, and then he would abuse us. And sometimes what we would do, we would put the, the furniture against the door, you know. And then uh, my grandma would sleep in the hammock, and I would just sleep below her with a little metal sword. And uh, she used to always say, you know what, son, it's better left then to cry because she knew that if we cry and then we complain and then we were like that all the time. And then we, so we just messed how to, you know, laugh into the cry. And it, you know, it's crazy, bro, that, you know, sometimes it's like, it's so real when I even think about those things, you know, she used to always tell me, she used to translate Liz Brown quotes, Liz Brown quotes are famous in Brazil. And she would translate them to Portuguese. And then she would tell me, you know what I mean? Like greatness is waiting you. Vá para a lua que você vai chegar nas estrelas. Like, shoot for the moon and you'll land among the stars. Stay hungry. Mm. You know what I mean? And I remember as a little kid just listening, hearing her all the time, and I was like, this is the coolest coach ever. I want to meet this guy one day. You know what I mean? And, 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 just, and just having that dream, you know what I mean? And having that hunger and, you know, like, you know, you said it all, like, you know, just being compassionate and understanding people, both sides of the coin, where they're coming from, and, and, and like uh, telling them that, like especially if you've been through it, like, and then if you listening to us here right now, if you have that that skill set, if you've been through a lot of struggle and you and you overcame, you'll be able to teach someone who's going through it and help walk them through the process. 
You know, be there for them. Call them once a week to check on them. Call them every twice a week or, or, you know, twice a month or whatever it takes. You know what I mean? Go, you know, I mean, be the, the, the father figure, mother figure, you know what I mean, that support, that, that, that accountability person to someone out there in need. You know what I mean? That's the stuff that, that if you, you know, if you already have it all or if you, if you are content or all those things, because that stuff, it, it just drives us. You know what I mean? It's like when I get a letter or I get a, um, a, something on Messenger, like Twitter or messages or anything, and then and just you hear people so grateful. Hey, thank you so much for going that live on the sauna, you know, that you do, and then talking some real talk, and, man, that saved my life, or, or this and that, or I wanted to die, you know, and then and all these things are just it's free stuff, man. It's just like, because, you know, letting, uh, uh, um, you know, in my case, I always let the Holy Spirit channel through you, or some people like to say channel, let the channel through whatever feeds your boat, you know what I mean, and then just do it, and then just talk about it, like reframe it, and then as my grandma always said, man, it's better to laugh instead of crying, like I tell people all the time, look, you're going to be stressed the heck out, and then you're going to laugh about this 10, 20, 30 years from now, <laughs> might as well just start laughing now. Why even add fire to it? Because it's not going to do anything. It's going to knock you out of your flow. And, and, and if you know, you're talking to, you know, I used to train a bunch of salespeople. Right? Look, the first way how you handle that first call, you got to show up the same way on call number 75, baby. You know what I mean? Because the moment that you start dropping that energy and when you're going to get to that call 60, 67, 71, and then 75, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like because you have to show up to blow up. You know what I mean? It's not their fault that because some people are mean to you. You don't know when you called them. Maybe they were pissed off. It's not you or when you knock at their door or when you knock at their business. I used to train people about to do this stuff. Go door to door. Go business to business. Go telemarketing. Go do all these things, right? And I, they used to get pissed off. Oh, I got a few rejections. I'm going to quit. This is not for me. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, you're that weak? You know what I mean? It's like, you know what I mean? You have no idea. You know what I mean? Look at Rocky Balboa. 1,500 times before he got. You like the Rocky movie, right? He won't <laughs> go 1,500 times for it. You know what I mean? You know, the guy that invents, you know, electricity and the lamp. I forgot his name. You know, 10,000 times. You know what I mean? And then yeah. so think about it. If I, wouldn't, if I didn't went through the rejections, if I didn't went through all the hell that I went through, all the people's lives that, that I helped save, and all the thousands of letters that I got from people that were suicidal that they want to live now and they want to write books and blogs and whatever, you know what I mean? None of that would yeah. happen because we quitted, because we gave up on our dreams, because we know that we're here in this, on this planet for a purpose much bigger than ourselves, but we quit because we struggled 10 times or 20 times or 30 times and now we're like, you, you're going to go, you know, to your peer or to your mentor. To your, oh, I tried everything. I'm like, no, you haven't. Let me see. I want to see that spreadsheet. Show me that, 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 that document right now, that Word document. I want to see every single thing that you tried. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's yeah. like you just got to play it all out, man. And, um, <laughs> but it's crazy, man. I just I talk too much. <laughs> no, man. You, just listening to you talk is, is energizing people. As you know, that's part of your thing. That's what you do. This is how you're blowing up, and you're getting into everybody else's head. <laughs> so that, <laughs> keep going. But I was just thinking while you were talking about that, the, uh, that old Conan the Barbarian movie, the first Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, <laughs> where he gets, yeah. he gets captured. Everybody's like, oh, he's so awesome. He's so big. He's huge. He's, oh, man, I can't wait. I want to do that. I want to lift, you know. What I paid attention to in that movie now, if I were going to watch it now, and I just kind of watched it again in my head real quick, uh, when he got caught and he was made a slave and he had to push that wheel 
and when he was a little kid, and he pushed that wheel all through his childhood, and, he, and they kept showing different scenes as he was getting older, he was getting bigger. He was a skinny little tiny kid, and, and, but he was pushing that wheel. He had to. That was his resistance. That was his contrast. That was his, you know, uh, burden to bear literally. But when he got done, when he, was, he was then Arnold Schwarzenegger. He had pushed that thing, and he could push the wheel all by himself. It didn't take a team of other slaves to do it. Then he broke free. Then he became this thing that showed up on the movie posters. But I wonder how many times that lesson was lost on everybody who watched the movie. That's just filler. I want to get to the part where he's got big muscles and he kicks butt, you know? And but what, people, <laughs> yeah. what, I, what I do now, when I see guys like you, I'm like, I see who you are now, but I'm listening for the story of how you got where you are because that's really where it is. Therein, that is where your greatness lies. And right now, we're just potential good. We're only as good as the next good thing we do, right? Yeah. So if we're sitting here just talking about it, we're both in potential space. We're not in actual space. We're, we, we have work to continue to do. And I'm always interested in the people's stories that you've been telling today of how you got to be Conan the Barbarian with the big muscles and everything else, not, not what you're doing now and how all, you know, awesome it is to have accomplished something as much, right? Because that's yeah. really where it is. That's where the magic happened for you. Yeah, man, so about me. You know I mean? I'm just, you know, reflecting things, you know what I mean? And I wish we had a lot more time here, you know what I mean? <laughs> because it's, there's so much, so many crazy stories. But here, here's something that, that I want to leave you guys to it, you know what I mean? Because, okay. Uh, um, and it's something that I always, I, I grew up my entire life in Brazil when I was poor in the streets and going through all the hell that I was going through, the abuse and everything, and seeing other kids die. And I always hear about my father. When he died, he was 23 years old. You know, he was going to two colleges. He was a manager at a, at a bank in Brazil, and he had me as a, as a, as a three-month child. But before that, rewinding, you know, before that, he used to go around town, and he would go around the trash can because a lot of families, they couldn't afford their babies, so they would dump them in dumpsters and trash cans around town. Huh. And my father, he would trade going to a, a soccer game. He would trade going to a date. He would trade going to an, a birthday party sometimes. And then he would take that time, and he would go around those dumpsters, and he would pick up those children, and he would take them to shelters, and he would take them to churches, and he would go one step, one step above, and he would read them, you know, inspirational books, the Bible, he would teach them the aquilele, the guitars, how to play sports, martial arts. He would father them. And then he would go around town, and then he would recruit other business owners to go and help him. And he built that movement in town. And then he was known, you know what I mean, for always focusing on the contribution, not, the, not on the acquisition. And that's one thing that I, I grew up my entire life, man, your father, man, your father was just this amazing, beautiful person. And I was like, you know what I mean? I dream with him sometimes. Now I'm much older and he's older. And I don't talk about this part of the dreaming as much. And we're just sitting in a piece of wood with the ocean in front of us. And this whole ocean is right there. And he doesn't look at me. The only thing he says is just keep it going, son. And never quit on your dreams. 
that's what you love to do, just if that's, you know, that's the fight that you want to pick, to go help feed kids or to go help rescue kids from sex trafficking or to go do whatever feeds your boat, keep it going. You know, treat others how you wish to be treated. Focus on the contribution, not the acquisition. And this is one thing that I always tell me, that, 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 that's, the, that's the stuff that's going to really, you know what I mean, that's going to make a difference. And when he died, there were so many people there. And I always tell people, man, and how many people are going to show up, you know, when we are no longer here? You know what I mean? Lesba always talks about a great story about, you know, the ghosts of the things that you didn't awaken in your life. That, that book that you had it within you, the podcast, the radio show, that speaker, that singer, whatever that is that you wanted to do. If you want to change careers now, if you're not happy doing what you do, it's okay. Yeah, I know so many people that they restart at age 40, 50, 70. But don't, don't, just don't never, ever, ever get into a point where you're going to have regret for not doing that one thing. You're like, you know, I should have done this. I should have done that. As Liz like to say, you know what I mean? Don't let none of those goals show up on your deathbed. And now tell yeah. them now's that time. It's time to go. You know what I mean? From, every, from now on, just draw a line. In this side, you know, look at this re- this replay, you know what I mean? Come here every week, every, you know, to listen uh, to this radio show, to this podcast, and then just follow the strategies. All the amazing people that come through here on a weekly basis, a monthly basis, and just, you know, take the golden nugget and then apply that in your life. You know, you don't have the money right now? Great. You know, you follow those strategies. You put yourself in alignment. You go serve the people that you want to be around them. You go crew for their events. You're gonna, you, you buy their books, and you, know, and you start small. And like I say, if you're in hell, I bend down there. And you climb yourself one inch at a time. Anything is possible. And just know that you are the only person in your way towards your greatness. That's the message I want to leave here for everybody. To whatever you do from now on, it's about contribution, not acquisition. You do that, and you watch the magic happen. How do you feel about going on shows like this, and going on so many of them over so many years, and knowing that these recordings are all out there, and they're out there until that time that everything turns to dust, which is a long, long way in the future, how does it make you feel about how you're replicating your voice? It's sort of like your book being out and getting into the hands of people you've never met and, and being placed there by people you've moved so profoundly that they're buying copies of your book to give to other people as gifts to them, profound gifts, not just I got to get somebody something for their birthday or Christmas, this looks good, but this affected me so much that I want this, what I have now that Carlo gave me, I want this for other people that I love. And then you've got all of these podcasts, all of the television stuff, the stage recordings. How does that make you feel? You have a body of work that's out there working for you right now to pass on this message and get people who are in some pretty bad spots or just plateaued in their business and just don't know what to do and and where to go next. I mean, I just wanted to reflect on that for you so you could reflect on it too a little bit more because it's, it's a really amazing thing how it compounds and how you, you, you are out there digitally millions of little Carlos are out there all over the place helping people right now, and you keep building on this legacy, it must feel amazing. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just grateful, bro. You know what I mean? I'm just thankful to God every day, man, that I wake up, every interview, you know what I mean, every podcast, every, every stage, you know what I mean? It's just like, 
I'm just just like like I'm like I'm fifth student, man. Like you know, what I mean, I, I feel like you know, what I mean, I'm the 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 you know most fulfilled person alive. You know, what I mean, I'm just separating myself from all detachment, from everything. I'm just like in just I just love everything, man. You know, I mean, I'm grateful for the glass of water. I'm grateful for my pillow. You know, I'm grateful <laughs> for my doctor. You know, whenever I have my back pain, she adjusts me, puts me through torture, and I'm being adjusted by her. You know what I mean? She's working on my another back. Another metaphor. You know yeah, I mean? your back is another Fresh metaphor. Joy. You go through hell, but but you feel better afterwards, just like we've been talking you know about the I mean? whole hour. Yeah. And people, they don't know the <laughs> amount of preparation that it takes. And I mean, I do a lot of work on my health, you know what I mean, on my back, you know, exercise, because I hate to have back problems and adjustments and uh you know what I mean? I have, um, I still have a lot of families in Brazil, you know what I mean? It's like, like I said, man, even when you're on the top, things are going to happen, you know what I mean? I lost a friend um, last week, you know what I mean? He was murdered by accident. He thought he was somebody else. And sometimes you're on the top of the world, and then hell still happens in your life, you know what I mean? I had to go to the ER, and then my daughter was in the ER. And then life is just, you know, it, it just you never know, man. You know what I mean? And then hell is always going to be there. I mean, I have a bunch of family members with very difficult humans. In Brazil, I have a large family. My mother has 11 brothers and sisters, you know, and I have lots of cousins. My dad also had a bunch, you know what I mean? So I have a large family. And, you know, whenever you have big families and you have big businesses and I have businesses all around the world and I have clients on all five continents, it's always going to be something. And sometimes they're all going to come at the same time, you know, where people are going to die. You're going to go to the yard. Your daughter has to go to the yard and this and that. But, you know, one thing that I always say, man, you know, I mean, that's why I'm just, I told you I'm grateful to everything. I know there's a long answer. And one thing that I always say that God, he will never sink your boats if he doesn't know you know how to swim. You know what I mean? He will never put you through something if he doesn't think you can handle. You know what I mean? And then that's one thing that I always say. So every time that I see hell and I see something crazy and I, and I see good, I'm just, I just, I get, I just start, you know, breathing and I start calming, I just start praying and I'm just I'm just grateful for everything that I have bro. Just and for every life that I talk and and then I know if I die today or tomorrow, you know what I mean? Uh, and that I I done the mission that I wanted to accomplish in this world, but I even though I wanted to do so much more, but you know what I mean? But but because I've been playing all out for so long and, and you know, I was talking about the little Carlos and Yeah. You know, yeah. Now I see more Isabella's out there, you know, I mean my daughter, she's something else. You know what I mean? And I'm always telling to my wife, I'm like, hey, why don't you do a book? And you do it. She doesn't even like social media. She doesn't even have social media. She doesn't like none of that stuff, you know. And uh, But it's cool. I respect, you know what I mean? Because everybody, you know what I mean? Like my uh, godmother used to say, is, man, you know, taste is like your butt. Everybody has their own, you know. My godmother, she's OG. She's in Brazil. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, you know what I mean? I'm just very grateful. Man. I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for Andrea that invited me to be here. I'm just you know, I'm 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 just a very I'm a fulfilled person, man. I'm just here to serve and to contribute and, and, and to keep pushing, man. Every single day, my brother. Well, back at you, Carlos. Thank you so much. Everybody can go check out uh, everything that you're up to, including your book, Work Like an Immigrant, at CarlosInspire.com. And we are deeply honored and very grateful that you took the time to show up today on Leverage Masters. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate you, but have an outstanding day, man, and uh, uh, God bless all of you guys, man. Keep it on rocking. Thanks, Carlos. We'll be back same time, same place next week. Have a great week, everybody. Bye, everybody. 
Tune in next week for another episode of Leverage Masters. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook on our Leverage Blackbook page to keep up with the latest. We'll see you next time on Leverage Masters. Holiday your heart out at OldNavy.com with festive dresses, just $12 for women, $8 for girls, toddler, girls, and baby. That's right. Party perfect festive dresses are just $12 for women, $8 for girls today at OldNavy.com. Valid 1127, select styles only. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.